We've got a couple of guests in the studio. One, big time coach, Mike Hastings. Hey, good morning, coach. <laughs> good to see you. Yeah, you too. And also, hockey fan extraordinaire, Michelle Schuf. Yes, indeed. Extraordinaire is putting it mildly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Michelle was here last month talking about the big day. It's called Minnesota Hockey Day, but I understand it's going to be a giant week of fun. And we've got the coach here, and there's nothing more than more fun than being the coach of a winning team, I imagine. Yeah, you know what? It's been a, it's been a good run for us in the first half and, and a good start here in the second half. Uh, with the series against Duluth this last week, uh, winning at home on Thursday and then going up and winning on Saturday. And uh, looking forward to getting back into our own building uh, playing this weekend. But uh, talking about Hockey Day in Minnesota for, for somebody that I grew up in Crookston, Minnesota, uh, up on the range. My wife's from Hoyt Lakes, Minnesota, uh, up on the range. And, uh, you know, our, our dates as far as our birth dates uh, proceed is from the standpoint of we've kind of grew up on the outdoor rinks. Um, so the opportunity to be a part of uh, Hockey Day in Minnesota and the fiber of what this state is for the game of hockey is something that we're incredibly excited about. So, you know, you mentioned you're up from up north. Hockey, of course, is a big, big thing up here. Southern Minnesota, you know, we're getting the name in hockey as well. I'm just curious what it means to have Minnesota Hockey Day here in Mankato. Well, a couple of things. One, I want to rewind just a little bit. A few years ago, I had an opportunity to be a participant as as our team did when St. Cloud State and St. Cloud, the city of St. Cloud, hosted Hockey Day in Minnesota. Bob Motzko is now the head coach at the University of Minnesota, a guy I went to school with back at St. Cloud State. Uh, you know, was kind enough, came over, picked me up. We went over and watched a bit of the high school game. I think it was St. Cloud Cathedral. I can't remember who they played. And then the women's game was on. And just to see the the community involvement and in, in enjoying not only what was going on on the rink, but the little community that they built uh, at night for a couple of concerts, uh, the, the the young people out on Lake George skating in the outdoors uh, on the pond. And uh, really it was a hockey game with uh, a party going on. And and, <laughs> and so at, at all levels, you know, uh, young and old and everybody in between. And, and uh, to be a part of that and then and then now fast forward to uh, seeing the local organizing committee, which Michelle is a co-chair with David Wittenberg, and and seeing that group um, put together up till this point what they've put together and the community stepping up the way that they have and put their arms around this. And for those that are driving up and down by campus, take a look over at Blakesley Field. And, and you know, I, I want to comment on, on the, the football program and the university supporting the idea of us playing on that field and making sure that we're going to take care of that so it's pristine when the football team gets back on it uh, is a very important piece of this. But uh, it, it just... The way it sets up, I think it sets up very special. The sight lines are going to be unbelievable for the game. And it's not just about that Saturday night game. This is about the community. This is about uh, the young, uh, the middle, and the old being able to enjoy this. We're going to have a lot of youth games at the the, the site. Uh, we're going to have high school games, boys, girls, men's, women's. Um, I just think it gives us an opportunity to really, in my mind, show off what, 
the southern part of the state feels about hockey and what we do when we get behind something. And that local organizing committee has got us in a place right now that I'm excited about for us to be able to showcase what we have here in southern Minnesota. Coach Hastings, now we're going to turn to Michelle. Michelle Schuf, one of the co-coordinators of the big event and, of course, a big hockey fan. We talked about that the last time you were on. It's getting close. Let's talk about the logistics of it. How far out are we? When are things going to start to heat up? Or cool up, cool down, I guess, if you want to be on the ice. (laughs) Well, things are cooling down, but they are heating up. We have such an incredible committee. R.W. Karlstrom, led by Danny Umhofer, is over there with Lindsey Botker. And they are boots on the ground right now building that rink. And it is incredible. As Coach Hastings said, the sight lines are going to be amazing. But dates and times, things, when can we expect it? What can people do now to get ready to get their tickets or whatever they need to do? Tickets, www.hockeydaymnmankato.com. You'll find the entire schedule there. You'll find special events there. We've got live music every night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You can enjoy that winter village atmosphere out there. Uh, All day Saturday is the big day that is on Bally Sports North and um, hosted a Minnesota Wild game with uh, Blackhawks after the Mavs play. Um, The Mavs have been incredibly supportive along with the university and Dr. Inch. The Herd, the MSU band is coming out to support. We've had such great enthusiasm by everybody up at MSU. Uh, We've got youth games starting early that week to uh, break in the ice. Over a thousand youth coming out to play. And that week starts Wednesday, January 19th. That's what I wanted to, right? Sunday. Sunday, January 16th. I'm I'm looking at the schedule here. Yes. Sunday, January 16th. The youth hit the ice. We've got uh, Mankato Area Youth Hockey Association kids starting to hit the ice Sunday morning at 9 a.m. on January 16th. So okay, very Sunday. exciting time. We've got over a thousand youth that are going to be making memories across southern Minnesota teams um, on that hockey day ice. So very exciting. I wanted to turn to, to the coach. You know, you guys have been playing, of course, in indoor arenas. That's what you do, the downtown in Mankato, the Civic Center, and everywhere else you go in some arenas indoors. This is going to be outside on, well, Coach Hoffner's territory on the football field. So you're building this arena. I assume it's a standard size or whatever. It, I don't know what the word, right word is. It's a NHL size. It's 200 yeah. by 85. Yep. So how then does that work in terms of getting ready? Is it similar? I mean, when you go out on the, on the ice, is it kind of the same thing? It's just you don't have a roof over your head? No, it's a, it's, it's a little different. Um, college hockey, you know, as opposed to pro hockey, all of our guys have full coverage in their face. Some of them are wearing cages. Uh, some are wearing what would be considered a bubble or a shield. And so when you're outside and there's, whether it's sleeting, snowing, uh, there's just outside objects that can get into that that area. But for the most part, what we're concerned about or, or just think about is the idea of the, the weather and the wind. Oh, uh, yeah, Like I mean, today would be a horrible day oh, to be out. <laughs> you know what? We saw with, with uh, what happened with the wild, right? And, and it's still... Uh, the, the pride that I had just as being a northern Minnesota guy and now living in southern Minnesota to see 40,000 people still go out and it's it's 15 below and and they're out supporting uh, the the Minnesota Wild and, and uh, at the stadium and, and just being a part of an event. And that's what this is. This, this is a week-long 
event. And so for, for our part, as as the men's team, when we're out there, just some concerns for the guys. Are, and you and I were chatting just a little bit before we got on air. You know, you, you've got some guys that... that that perspire a little bit more than others. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna have to make sure that they've got uh, a lot of coverage because anytime that there's exposed skin to wind and and elements that we're talking about temperature wise. Oh, we used to call it long underwear. Is that the kind of thing you you're go. gonna have to it's, like to wind them up with some special union suits or whatever they want to call them nowadays? You know what? It's it, it's it's not quite the cotton version, oh, okay. uh, which is good because <laughs> that 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 has a tendency to get wet, stay wet. Uh, right. there, there's. There's some other things that the guys will be, and I'm sure the, the the women's team also will be wearing underneath, and we'll be looking into, into having some some uh, coverage over the ears and neck area. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because, you know what, when when you start to perspire and you go and sit down, because right. an average an average shift is between 30 and 45 seconds. Wow. And then they come back. <laughs> and you're pretty intense. Yeah, and then, and then they come back and they sit down for at least two or three uh, minutes. And then replicate that and go out, and that's if you're you're a, you're a forward. Now, if you're a defenseman, you're playing every third shift, and if you're a goaltender, if it stays in your end for an extended period of time, you might have a, a lot of work, and then it goes down to the other end, and you have none. And so, what happens is the biggest issue is when you get hot, and then you sit there and you don't move. That's when the cold starts, and so it's a little bit of having that idea of what you're going to do mentally when you start chilling up because it's going to happen and how you handle that will be how the how the rest of the day goes. So will we see the guys on the sidelines when they're waiting doing jumping jacks or something? I mean, I'm just curious as a coach, what do you tell them to do? Because, I mean, I know when I get cold and my teeth start to chatter, it can be miserable. That Keep moving. Okay. You know, and so I, I do think, you know, our, our guys in a game, if you were to watch uh, down downtown when we're playing, uh, a lot of our guys are just sitting on the bench getting a blow before they're going out for their next shift. And I think you'll see, and we, you know, we, we do that for organizational purposes and just, you know, making sure that they're conserving energy. When you're outside, we're going to let the guys do what they need to do to stay warm. And so you'll see probably a little bit more of an active spot on our bench. Um, and especially for the guys that maybe aren't playing as much as others because they don't get the opportunity to go out and get warmed up. So um, we'll we'll dress downtown, bus up, get off like the olden days, throw your skates on, you're already in gear, walk out and start playing. And it'll be a little bit different than what they do down at the down downtown. Is the ice surface any different? I was just looking ahead to the forecast here, and I'm looking, and I'm seeing toward the end of next week, we could be, by like next Thursday, what, 10 days out, it's going to be 35. So we're going to have some above freezing temperatures. What does that do to the ice? Because you can't control if it's going to be a little slushy or? You know what, a couple of things. One, the 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 difference is you're not going to have a smooth surface. Oh, okay. um, you know when when you're enclosed, we're able to dictate the ambient air, the air that's around the sheet, um, and then we're also able to control the the concrete and the mass below the ice. So you can control what's on top, what's on the bottom, so you have a pretty consistent sheet. Uh, when you get outside, you're you're at the mercy of the elements. And so once we start, and one reason we're starting all the way to sa- uh, Sunday and having the youth go out and play, the more opportunity you get to break in that ice, oh. uh, the better it is so you can have a consistent surface. Now, uh, again, we'll we'll be at the beck and call of, of what's going to happen from the climate, and we'll have to adjust to whatever it is. But for the most part, it's trying to keep the snow off, keep it as smooth as possible, and keep it as firm as we can. 
Does that make it, I mean, more difficult to play? Do you worry about more injuries, that kind of thing? There, there's possibilities for that. But you know what? At the end of the day, um, and again, I know we as coaches and even the players will be focused on on the outcome of the game. For the most part, this is this is something that uh, goes back to the grassroots of our game. And, and really, the idea of, of if you ever drove from up on campus to downtown and you go by the outdoor rinks and, and you see what this is about, this is, this is about really the, the history of the game and, and being able to celebrate uh, for those that are starting out at a young age and having the opportunity when they can't play indoors, looking at it and saying, hey, I'm okay playing outdoors and really just enjoying the fiber of the game and what it means to the, the entire state. I'm just curious, you know, a lot of, you mentioned a lot of youth are going to have the opportunity to play as well do a lot of them do the what they call pond hockey anyway is that I don't know how common or not common that is anymore yeah it's it it I'm, I'm gonna say this it's not as common as it used to be um, and a lot of it is because consistency what what young people want parents want let me know I can go on a Tuesday or a Thursday when I have the opportunity to go down and skate well with climate change, and I don't want to get into too much. Uh, <laughs> that show is right after us. Is, is my climate show? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and and really, it's it's come down to there's multiple times, and we've got some people in the community that have got some backyard rinks where they've got they've set up for either their their son, their daughter, a combination of both to go out and skate. And we've we've tried to schedule a little bit where our guy because our guys enjoy that. Okay. They get out and it's just they're they're. It's coachless hockey. They're out there playing, which <laughs> yeah, nice. which I have to tell you, they enjoy. And and to schedule that two weeks out, yeah. all of a sudden it's forty degrees and it's a mess back there. You can't do it, or it's fifteen below, and you're probably putting them in an environment that isn't real conducive to them having fun. Uh, it's it's just changed. So, but but I will tell you. Our guys are incredibly excited about this, and they're between, you know, between 18 and 24 years old. They're guys that are trying to hone their skills to go play at the most elite level in the National Hockey League, and our guys are excited about it. When you saw the Winter Classic, and you see the Minnesota Wild, and you see the St. Louis Blues, and you see the excitement of those men, adults, going back to their childhood and saying, hey, this is something I want to be a part of, I think it's something that's pretty special, and hopefully we'll have a lot of people involved in it over that week. Are there some alumni or something? Isn't there something with alumni coming back and and maybe we'll see some familiar faces? Oh, yeah. And I'll I'll let Michelle talk a little bit about that. But from my side, I just want to tell you, for us to be able to have uh, the local organizing committee, the Minnesota Wild, and Hockey Day in Minnesota allow uh, the opportunity for some alumni to come back now this is one that that i think if the local organizing committee and ourselves were the only ones that were involved here you'd see a lot more of the alumni come back and have the opportunity but that's just it's not possible and so to get it to a point um the minnesota wild and the 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 committee have looked at an opportunity and it's one that I can't wait for you're going to see a couple of legends in my mind of of Minnesota State hockey and in Don Bros and Darren Blue being behind the bench and then you're going to see some legends that have helped build 
brick by brick what we have here today and the guys that have the opportunity to play on Fridays and Saturdays down at uh, downtown uh, these people that have come before us have set the stage that we get to participate in so they're coming back and we've got some very special people and I'll let Michelle talk about that Okay, thanks, Coach. And Michelle, let's talk a little bit about some of the other things happening. Yes, and I will add, just to put Coach's mind a little bit at ease, we have we do have a professional ice crew in Arena Warehouse down here building the rink. So that rink is set up for 50 above or 50 below. And regular so Zambonis will be regular there Regular Zambonis, okay. and the benches are heated. So Ooh, our, nice. our team has learned more about electrical and things than we have yeah, ever dreamed possible. So hopefully those guys will stay warm and the ice should be in the best possible place condition. And avoid. I would say if you're a person going to be watching it, you might want to bring a little uh, mat or something to sit on perhaps. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, aren't those aluminum seats or concrete or something? We I... do allow blankets. Okay, good. Good to know. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so we have the alumni game Friday night, which is so exciting for us. Uh, Coach mentioned Don Bros and Darren Blue as um, coaching against each other, which we can't wait for. And also some amazing hockey players coming back. Um, David Backus just announced his retirement from the NHL. He'll be coming back to play as a captain. Ryan Carter, who does color commentary for the Minnesota Wild and Bally Sports North, is coming back as a captain. And then we have Tim Jackman as well, former NHL player, along with five other former NHL players that were a part of the Mavic program. And we have a total of 40 alumni that are coming back to play. And with over 400 Maverick alumni players, the committee had an, an awful time deciding how to build those teams. But wow. they're they're from over the years. You know, people will recognize a lot of the names depending on when you were graduated from MSU or when you've, you've been a hockey fan. It's going to be an amazing matchup. And uh, I think Bluey and Brosie have had a lot of fun, a lot of banter back and forth building their teams. So they are going to start on the 16th, which is a Sunday. Yes. And so let's go through the week and talk about what's happening because I wanted to make sure, and this is when I was talking to my husband, Jeff, who works at the university as the faculty athletic rep. He said, well, make sure that people know there's some free things going yes. on, as well as, of course, the big hockey game with MSU. That's going to be a highlight. But there's a lot of things people get involved with, just watch anytime and anywhere. And I think that's a neat thing to bring the whole community together. It is, and it really is a family-type atmosphere up there, and there are plenty of places to be warm, depending on the weather. <laughs> <That's good to laughs> um, we have a number of fire pits. We have a heated tent that will house about 2,000 people. So there are plenty of places to uh, to take some refuge. Um, but Monday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we have youth hockey games going on. That is all, all open. Is it from all over the state? or All over southern Minnesota. Southern Minnesota, okay. Yep, we really wanted to make this a southern Minnesota event and showcase south of the metro that this is how we hockey down here since this is the first time in 16 years this is, event has been held south of the metro area wednesday night is a hockey for her night that is a free admission night focused on girls and women's hockey so you'll see um, a lot of a lot of focus there and activities uh, the maverick women are coming out to support some of the the girls playing that night as well and women and then thursday night um, we start to ramp up with a minnesota warriors game disabled veterans um, from southern minnesota that are playing their rival team out of st cloud um, so that will be a fun night to start and then we have a community 
uh, Legends game, which um, those people have been out in the community selling tickets across southern Minnesota. Now, do Community Legends, does that mean former hockey players or not necessarily? Just celebrities in the community that have been out selling tickets. So they might not really be hockey players? May not be. Well, that may be like watching bloopers. Hockey players, I will say. <laughs> Some of them have not been in the ice, on the ice, and I quote, for 35 years. Wobbly ankles. Wobbly ankles. Yeah. I've seen pictures of rusty skates, and I will add that oh our my. presenting local sponsor, Orthopedic and Fracture Clinic, is on site throughout the week. <laughs> And we've had a lot of good. requests for them being very close to the rink that evening. Yeah, good, good idea. So um, we they're out in the community selling tickets uh, to raise money. We're going to be giving back to some local charities that evening. The uh, Backpack Food Program, Feeding Our Communities Partners, and the Echo Food Shelf, who've been depleted over the past couple of years. So that will be a, a nice night to give back to the community. Friday night is that alumni game. The boys are back in town is the later game. The earlier game is Friday Night Lights, which is East versus West boys, uh, crosstown rivalry. And I will add that the Thursday night game, the cost of admission is $10. Um, Youth is $5, so um, very affordable to get in there and see some fun hockey, honor some of our veterans that have served our country. And Friday night, the ticket cost is $20 and uh, $10 for youth. We have live music both nights. That ticket price includes live music after those games. And then Saturday is our on television day, programming all day long. So when you say on television, where on televisions do we find this? Bally Sports North, and that will be uh, on TV on across 5 million households across um, all of the state of Minnesota, Western Dakotas, Eastern Wisconsin, and Northern Iowa. So I, I get basic cable, so I probably can't <laughs> see that, can I? <laughs> well, you I, you live very close to, to the ground, yeah, I just so walk. I think you should just come on up. Absolutely. <laughs> you are correct. I should. So, yeah, so that's the big day is Sunday, is the, or actually or Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, the Hockey Day Minnesota, the official day, because initially it's Hockey Day versus hockey we've made week. it into a Hockey <laughs> Week, which yes. is really exciting. And so that's going to be MSU Mankato versus St. Thomas and uh, I was just curious, how is the, the St. Thomas team? I, You know what? They're in their initial stages. This is their first year going from Division Three to Division One, And uh, Rico Blasi and the athletic department there, as you've seen where you're talking St. Thomas making the transition to Division One across the board, um, you know, their, their first half, I'm sure they would have liked a few more wins. Uh, but knowing Rico and his history at being at Miami and helping build that program to what it was, getting to Frozen Fours, uh, I think they're on a really good path right now. So, you know, from our standpoint, one thing that's special about our game is you can see a, a, a 60th ranked team beat a number one team. It's happened. It's not like football. It's not like basketball. Uh, the, the the parody in our game is a little bit different than it is across other other sports. Or how is that? I guess I don't quite understand. I guess if you're a number one seed versus a lower one, you'd figure the the top one would win. So what's he, what's the scoop there? Well, a couple of things. We we're growing up in this state of hockey so we understand that it's part of our fiber and that's what a lot of people do if you don't play basketball you're probably playing hockey if you don't play hockey you're probably playing basketball Um, and what happens in our state is we're a little bit of a niche sport 
when, when you look at the grand scheme and you look at North America and you look at, uh, take Canada out of the mix and let's just talk about the United States, uh, hockey's a, a sport that doesn't have the same amount of participants that you have in baseball, that you have in basketball, that you have in football. You know, we've got 61 you know, college teams. That That's it. And so when you start talking about the numbers being a little bit tighter and it, it, it's across the board. If you're Division One, it's 18 scholarships for everybody. Um, there's just a little bit more parity, I believe, in the game because of the numbers and because uh, when you start, it's a little different than in, in baseball and football. Once you get done with high school, for the most part, you're going right to college your, your college team with us there's a little bit of a go between and you're going to see on sunday there's you're going to see a little a, a little window into what junior hockey is and we've got a go between where uh, a lot of our players that come to our university and play have already they've left high school they've graduated and they've played one or two years of junior hockey and so they, they they've got an extra step to prepare whether that's as a young man or whether that's as a hockey player and so it's just a little bit different makeup when you start talking about the pool of players. And I think that that contributes to the idea of parity across the board. Is there anything you're going to, as a coach, say different to them to prepare for this particular game? You know what? I want them to enjoy it. As I've gotten older, there's times that I, I get a little uh, too focused on one thing or another. And um, I want them to enjoy it. I want them to enjoy the process. I want them to be able to understand, look, th this doesn't happen, and it's an opportunity for us to enjoy this. One, there, there's points on the on the board as far as us in standings. We're, we're trying to chase a championship within our league, um, so that's important. But at the end of the day, this does have to be a little bit bigger than the game. And when you're talking about uh, this whole philosophy of what we're going to be doing over the week, it's, it's, I want to say this, I'm incredibly proud of the we greater than me type mentality that the local organizing committee, that everybody has put forward here and stepped up because uh, that is the start. And then the, the, the thing that I'm most proud about is the people that have stepped up that have given financially and for those that haven't given financially there's so many people behind the scenes right now that are giving of their time and their effort and their work that won't get the pat on the back at the end of the day because our guys are the last one to play on a saturday and then the next group sunday and then all of a sudden things get torn down uh i, I think we should all as a community be incredibly uh, thankful and and feel blessed about what we have down here and who's putting themselves forward and I want to say thank you to the local organizing committee the entire community for for getting this to the point that it's at and hopefully that we can get it over the goal line and enjoy this for so many from that Sunday all the way to the following Sunday and show ourselves for what it is to be part of Southern Minnesota. Coach I can see why you're a winning team with your positive attitude it's awesome to hear that and uh, Michelle before we go because we're out of time but how again do we find out all the information we needed to know how to get the tickets, how to find out more about the events so we can all be a part of this? Because I just think it's wonderful. I know it's a big boon to our community as well. HockeyDayMNMankato.com. Let's show everybody this is how we hockey. Wonderful. Thank you both. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.